Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged, bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. At maximum mediocrity, people say things like, I don't dress like this on the regular basis. This isn't my, you know, pooping uniform. This is not <laughs> <laughs> And they also say things like, the, the nurses are usually either angels of mercy or whores. Every episode is a new experience where you get to know people that aren't famous, but should be. Why am I facing Floyd Mayweather in the Woods. My co-host Morgan and I track down the people you didn't know you needed to hear from. It's like hot sex in a mug. We are the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast, and we are on all major podcasting platforms. We'll be waiting for you. Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged, bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie. And we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. that tryptophan nap that you've been taking because it's time for us to talk about the movies we've been watching this month that we didn't do episodes on so welcome to what did we watch this month our little roundtable discussion of all the movies that we've been seeing in theaters or on video or tv shows or comic books that we've been reading or whatever the fuck else so scott do you want to kick us off you said you got some tv shows up your sleeve yes i do um so i have quite a few to talk about but i'm going to start off with Sabrina, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Yes. Oh my God. So all three of us have watched it, right? Or Matt? No, it's, not? it's next on my list to watch. I, I finally, this isn't on my list, so I'll say it. I finally finished Bojack, which was like my goal. So Sabrina gotcha. and Atypical are the next two things for me to watch. Oh mm-hmm. man. I, I cannot say anything negative about Sabrina. Like even the stuff that I don't love about it, which is basically Kieran Shipka half the time. Um, she's actually not a good actress. She's just good at taking direction when she's given good direction. Um, but she looks the part. Um, 
it's gory. It's dark. There's actual witchiness to it. It's just so good, man. Like, and it, it, I, I really, I think that all the stuff that I wanted Riverdale to be like, that they failed so hard in season one, and I won't watch any more of it because I slogged through one season and it was so bad. I don't even care how hot the girls are in it. It's just not worth the effort. Um, but man. Sabrina's so great. And the, I, I love the weird sisters. I love the ants. So Megan and I watched it. Um, took us mm, 10 days because we took a pretty, maybe because we were doing like one episode a night. Maybe we would do like an episode and a half one other night and then not at all. Uh, you know, but it took us like a week and a half to finish. And it's just so good. It, Megan had some qualms with it because she wanted it to be more like the Melissa Joan Hart. TV show and it's not it's not light I mean there are funny parts to it but it's like it's not a comedy at all and and here's the thing because I originally thought that too but I feel like if it was kind of more like the Melissa Joan Hart it'd be like oh this is a nice nostalgic reminder and I probably wouldn't get past three episodes no yeah, yeah the fact that it's not really nostalgic I think that they do a good job giving an homage to the characters in the previous show yeah characteristically but i don't think that i think that the tone the shift in tone is great i think that the additional characters are awesome and i've read a little bit of the chilling adventures of sabrina um that you know that's last five years or so i want to say somebody somebody that knows more about those comics will probably call me out um after listening to the episode but i've read a couple of the uh, issues of the actual comic and um this really hits a lot of the a lot of that ambiance, which I really like because it's dark and modern, but it's very much like a it's got kind of a Tim Burton-y thing going on without being quite so chintzy. And it's got a very old New England feel to it. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever been to Salem, Massachusetts to like the witch house. And okay, yeah. Brian, have you? No. Oh, it's it's awesome. But it's got like that that colonial kind of feel to it um in, in cool other ways city. it's it's a really cool city yeah it's a great city but also i mean the, sabrina hits that that kind of feeling as well it's, it's hard to explain but it's got a lot of stuff going for it and i think that it's it's got the only thing that i missed in season one that i don't know if we'll ever get but um i'd really like to see more monster episodes like we only get i think it's only 10 or 11 episodes there's 10 episodes i want to say um and we really only get one monster of the week which is fine but i would really like in season two for there to be more monster of the week episodes because then you can have demons and you can have i really want a werewolf episode real bad um you know stuff i I want it to be a little bit buffy in that way where it's kind of self-contained or have two episodes that follow uh, like you know a minor villain that is being the strings are being pulled by the big bad of the season stuff like that i'd really like to see that i don't think i mean i think that they probably will um there's no the there isn't a whole that, lot of gas in the tank if they don't yeah and the reason for that is like the the issue which i'm kind of glad is like they didn't carry on to a second season. So, like, the ultimate storyline for season one is closed. You know what I mean? Like, it's... it's yeah. You, you can add on the to The door's it, open because yeah. then you know the overarching plot for the big bad. 
Yeah. But uh, I'm just excited because I am my biggest thing with Netflix is I burn through a series the week it's released and I have to wait a year for it to come out. Season two <laughs> comes out this month. What? Next month. It comes out. Uh, Are December you serious? 14th. So yeah, they basically did like a full season and broke it into two. So mm-hmm. it's two. It's one season of 20 episodes or something. Yeah. A oh. Midwinter's Tale, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, December Dude, 14th. you made my day with that news. That is yeah. amazing. I'm really excited. Me and me and Jade are really excited. Did Jade watch it and like it too? Oh, yeah. Like That was the show where like we sat down and just – it was like our, our thing. We didn't watch – it was almost tough to do this this month. Luckily, I caught up, but like I didn't watch anything but Sabrina until the season was over, which That's doesn't awesome. seem like much because it's only like – 10 episodes but, but the episodes are long and they're yeah. engrossing they're like 55 minutes to get an hour a day is tough you yeah know? yeah so yeah no i really enjoyed it really all right well i went uh so as per usual i'm going to start at the most disappointing movies i watched up to my favorite movies <laughs> that i watched this month um i had such high expectations for the movie mid 90s and it's probably in yeah. my 10 of the year i was really really, really disappointed by it oh. um I don't want to get into too much. People are going to really like it. My problem with the movie is that the tone of the movie is very much like kids and bully and like a lot of those Larry Clark movies that just yeah. make me feel gross and dirty and I don't mm-hmm. like that. So, yeah, I, I was expecting to see like a fun movie about like, you know, a kid who maybe has a rough family life, but, you know, he hangs out with people that the world sees as degenerates, but they actually, like, show him love and friendship and blah, 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 blah. And it's more so just, like, a kid's shitty life gets shittier. <laughs> and I just, just not really for me. So uh, that's all I'm going to say about mid-90s. There are people who will call it the best picture of the year, and that's totally fine. Like, I get that. It just was not the movie I wanted to watch. Brian! My and I, uh, I'm not going to do from worst to, to best, but I am going to do the worst first because it infuriated me so much. I spent $3 to rent Super Troopers 2. Oh. It is easily, I, I'm like very, the best thing to come out of this movie is when someone asks me like, what's the worst movie you've ever seen? I never really have an answer because I've seen a lot of bad movies. Super Troopers 2 is probably the worst movie I've ever seen. Ever. Ever? ever. Ever like it was to the point where like I om- I almost want people to watch at least the first 10 minutes. Like if you don't pay for it, but if it's ever on Amazon Prime or Netflix, which I'm sure it will be, give yourself 10 minutes of this movie and just know that that that's what the movie is for the next. Like, I think I smirked once. And it was a childish smirk. It wasn't even like, oh, that was yeah, clever. If, if they can't get a dick or fart joke to make you laugh. Fuck. And funny thing was, it was a dick thing that made me laugh. Um, <laughs> oh, smirk, not laugh. Yeah. So, yeah, it made me smirk. I mean, there's the fucking, um, there's a scene where they're looking at Farva in like night vision goggles. Like this isn't the part that made me smirk, but I'm just saying like. Uh, Farva in like night vision goggles and he's peeing and farting and burping and it's showing and it's like just such a played out joke and it's just like so forced and so long and like just nothing about the movie is good the fact that fucking Rob Lowe agreed to do this movie is beyond me um, he's not doing much and it's got the guy that I love it's got the guy from fucking uh, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil Tyler um, yeah the guy from that Hulu series where he's a medium yeah, um, yeah. Tyler Levine yeah. he was in Deadbeat as well yeah, yeah, deadbeat. Um, yeah, it was just a bad movie, man. It was really bad. Probably the worst movie I've ever seen. 
So the the and I told you this in chat when you said that it was bad, but um I donated to their Kickstarter and that was the first Kickstarter I ever donated to. So maybe it'll be the last. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very unfortunate. I really like I, I think I told it to you and I wasn't joking. Like I kind of want to go back to the Kickstarter and see if there's anything where if you donate a certain amount, you get to like write a joke or, or do something. Cause like I know they're not hilarious, but it's not it's worse than like Club Dread humor. You know, that's saying a lot. Yeah, Red was not as fun as it should have been at all. No, no. So, poo on you, Super Troopers Two. Like that rhyme, just made it up. <laughs> all right. Well, that's how uh, they do their. That's how they do most of their jokes too. Yeah. Uh, did that? Yeah, did that make them chuckle? Uh, <laughs> a little bit. Okay, it's going in a fucking yeah. loop. Let's do it. <laughs> um, so, so uh, I I have to tell you that it is a lie that I when I said that I wouldn't do a Kickstarter again. Um, maybe not an actual Kickstarter, but I did donate to a film uh, that we are pals with the creator. I donated to the WNUF ha- Halloween sequel. Mm. And I also was like, hey, Chris, man, if you want some music or sound effects, I'm your guy. <laughs> so um, I really hope that he hits me up for that. But um, I, I, I think that I, I'll be smarter in the future about giving money to to filmmakers where I mean I, I I was just like, oh sure, I'll pay for the DVD. I think I got the DVD level for for Super Troopers too. Um haven't gotten that DVD yet, so maybe I didn't, but um <laughs> I uh I definitely am going to get a lot more enjoyment out of WNUF sequel because I didn't pay to watch it the first time I saw it on Shudder. So, I mean, yeah, I paid Shudder and they paid Chris, but you know what I mean? Like I didn't buy a physical copy. So, and I, and, and the, the tier that I did, I believe comes with an unmarked hand made copy of WNUF Halloween sequel on VHS. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, I can't get one of the original um, WNUF on VHS like he had, but I can definitely get one of the sequel. So there's that. Anyway, so um, the next one that I want to talk about is another TV show that Megan and I absolutely adored. It is called The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and it is on Amazon Prime. It is the reason Megan finally caved and bought Prime. Really? So it is a um, a period dramedy, I want to say. Um, there's a lot more comedy than drama to it, but it is not a straight comedy show. And uh, it's about this Jewish housewife in New York City in – 1955 I want to say 1954 1955 and she wants to or she it's it's about her becoming a female stand-up comic and um it is absolutely charming it is such a good show Megan says it's her favorite show since Mad Men which is crazy because Mad Men is her all-time favorite show ever and um, it's pretty insane that she would like anything even close to as much as she likes Mad Men. It's not as deep as Mad Men is, but it's a lot funnier. Uh, and and the the lead is absolutely gorgeous and hilarious and sassy as fuck. I highly recommend anybody that has Prime to watch it immediately. Season two comes out December fourth, um, and and it's got um oh it's got a bunch of relatively famous people in it like um. Jane Lynch has a small role in season one. Uh, oh, there are a bunch of people that I can't remember their names, but um, oh, you know um, that the short 
dark haired, um, kind of portly uh, woman who uh, was on mad TV. Sure. Uh, she would, you know, she would play that, that Asian. Like, oh yeah. I can't think of her name. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Female lead in Mrs. Maisel. And like she and the lead got golden globe awards or something crazy amounts of awards for the show. It's, it's very well done. It's beautiful. It, have you guys ever seen um, how to succeed in business without really trying? No, no. I, I actually just saw the ad for this show too. I forgot what I was watching, but I was like, wow, that actually looks right up my alley. So I'm by your rave recommendation. I'm going to have to check yeah, this it, out. It is probably the best show I've seen all year. Um, just a smidge better than Sabrina because it's better. It's better pacing. Like Sabrina still has a tiny bit of that teen drama because it's in the CW Riverdale world. It's literally across the, the, the lake or something from it's or across the river. There's Greendale and Riverdale, and they're basically sister cities. So that's the only reason why it's got a little bit of that drama in it that I don't love. But yeah, Mrs. Maisel, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel on Prime is so good. Highly recommend. Can't recommend it highly enough. Awesome. Right. Uh, so my next thing is a VHS tape that my good friend Scott Rogers sent to me in the mail. Uh, I've, I finally got to see Needful Things, and it was... Just okay. Oh, <laughs> just okay, right? <laughs> it was very just okay. Just like the book. Uh, yeah, I mean, I liked the book enough, but I didn't realize that this was like a made-for-TV movie that they just trimmed down into a two-hour film. Yeah, I was, and- I was so surprised. So here's the story is that I found it at a, an estate sale, and I posted about it, and Matt's like, hey, if you're going to like sell that Needful Things VHS at Mania, like, can I borrow it and watch first? I was like, buddy, you can just have it. And uh, cause I was like, who would really want this unless a super hardcore Stephen King fanatic. And um, it's because Matt didn't realize that it's a mediocre made for TV movie. Well, it's, it's not just that I've been trying to see all of the, like, as I finish the book, I try to watch the movie adaptation right. okay. and that the, the DVD is just like fucking impossible to find. <laughs> but yeah, so needful things, it's fine, but it definitely is very much a made for TV movie. So it's not, very gory or even interesting at times, but it, I'm glad I finally saw it. Crossed it off the list. Thank you, Scott. Brian, <laughs> on to you. <laughs> I watched the first two seasons of Atypical in less than three days. Damn. Are and those an hour or half an hour episodes? They're, they're a half hour episodes. They're like 22 minutes. Yeah. Um, Man, oh man, do I love this show. I, I, I absolutely adored the show. I appreciate what they did. Um, so they did the first season and it was a, it's it's a drama comedy um but they don't they they do a really good job. My brother saw the first episode so it's not like scrubs comedy where like it's really goofy and then there's serious parts. It's more of a, a drama but there's a lot of really funny parts in it. But I guess they got some backlash on the first um season for not being super accurate with autism. Like there are some things that are more like Hollywood autism that people were saying and not what it really is. So they hired a bunch of people for season two, like that have autism, um, that, that that specialize in it to help them work with it. And season two is just an emotional roller coaster. Wait, so people uh, that have autism are people that are like autism specialists? Both, both. Oh wow! Yeah, so they, they so there are autistic like, uh, actors in it. Uh, no, like uh, there's like an autistic um guy that's part of. 
I don't want to say directing, but he's on site, you know, like, he's, oh, okay. he's written a book. I can't remember the guy's name. I think Dave Finch, David Finch or something like that. Um, but uh, yeah, man, what an, a, what a great show. And I love that. I love that kid. I mean, I, I don't see him often, so I don't want to say he's in a lot of stuff, but he's in, it's kind of a funny story. Uh, he's got a small role in Tales of Halloween, but man, I, I just, I adore him and I adore his character and it's a great show and I can't wait for season three. I was upset when I realized that I watched the entire <laughs> series. So that's my pick. All right, Scotty. <laughs> well, if we're talking about great child actors, I want to talk about a movie that Megan forced me to watch the other day that um, I really didn't want to watch. She forced me to watch Wonder with Julia Roberts, Owen Wilson, and a really incredibly talented uh, child actor. And it's about a boy with a facial um, abnormality. And, and uh, he's he was homeschooled until he's 10 and then goes to to real junior high for fifth grade. And it's about him making friends for the first time. And um, it was based on a book. Uh, it was really great. Uh, Megan cried a lot. I dabbed my eyes a couple times. I was not upset with her, but I knew exactly what was going to happen. I was going to be like, it was like the time that she was like, let's just watch. It'll be fun to watch um, me before you, <laughs> which is like uh very ableist i know um but it's, it's just a fucking drama you know like i i hate dramas i don't like movies that make me feel feelings i like horror movies that are about things that would never happen so um yeah so we watched wonder and i was i had all the feelings and i didn't like it but i mean it's a really well made movie um it's very heart warming and heartfelt but the final scene was very saccharine um, I understand that it was based on a book, and so they're probably just following what happens at the end of the book. But um, if they would have ended in the second to, ended the movie at the second to last scene, it would have been a perfect ending to the movie. It would have felt grounded in reality, and it would have been fine. And then they did this last scene in it, and it just it it was just too Hollywood and very saccharine, as I said, very like over the top, and it bugged the piss out of me. Yeah, I can't watch that. I, I, I'm no. at a point in my life Don't. where I just can't watch any movies. That I think it's called Boy. I, I can't remember the name of the movie. but there's Beautiful a, Boy. The one where, where, they, it's a, the, where, where, he, where he's got the drug addiction? No, no, not that. That too, though, because I watched that that trailer too. But um, the one where the boy get, is gay and they send him to like the, the Pray the Gay Away camp. I don't know about that. Oh, is that Boy one. Erased? Boy Erased. The fact that I've watched that trailer... Just the trailer and and beautiful boy trailer and have cried. I'm like not at a point in my life where I can watch. Like I'm I'm like the scene in Dumb and Dumber when they're crying at the fucking uh, the Tylenol commercial or whatever. Dude, I'm I can't even watch. I can't even watch like a video about a cute dog that's posted on the Dodo's Facebook page without tearing up. I know. I don't know how I watched Atypical because I cried a few times during Atypical. This is what people come to horror movie night for is to hear yeah. about how we're such babies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So uh, I went and I visited Brian recently and uh, you know, he sat me down and he made me watch tales of Halloween and it was all right. I didn't, I didn't hate it, but I don't know if I'll ever watch it again, but there's some pretty good little segments in there. And then there's some real trash segments in there. <laughs> there's one, 
There's one real trash segment. <laughs> yeah, no, the witch one is fucking atrocious. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, like the one that you like trick was good. My favorite one's a little little alien uh, trick or treating. That right, yeah. alien that is great. Is adorable as, as fuck. But uh, yeah, it was fine. I don't know if I I don't think I would watch it every Halloween or anything, but. I certainly wouldn't pick it if I was only going to pick five movies. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it was fine. On to you, Scott. <laughs> All right. I got another TV show um, and I've had some pretty positive reviews today. I need to take it down and notch the usual Scott Roger territory. I watched Castlevania season two and didn't. Oh, I tried to and I hated it. I can't stand that fucking show. Like the first the first two or three episodes of season one, or I think there might have only been a couple episodes in season one. Like yeah, four I think it was only three episodes or something. Three, I think it's four, but the first episode and a half of season one was just killer. When like Dracula takes like lets all the night horde out and they just murder everybody. It's basically like a serious episode of Metalocalypse. Um, I loved it, but uh, now they're getting into all the drama, and I could not give less of a shit. It's so stupid, and like. Everything is very obviously for a person that is not me. Like the – well, uh, that sounds shitty. Um, I guess what I'm trying to say is that I'm not the target audience because Simon and the seer are always like flirtatious and smartassy and um, Alucard, the son of Dracula, is like – brooding but also sarcastic and witty and i hate it this is why i don't watch anime and it like it just took all the fun out of the first episode and a half and it it just it's hard i i I don't think i even made it three episodes through season two before i was just so pissed off and tired of it that i was just like nope done so yeah um fuck fuck that for ruining a great idea and a uh but also here's the thing is that i am a um nintendo castlevania guy and i think that the castlevania tv show is supposed to be symphony of the night which is uh playstation maybe but I, I don't know it's, my it's past my time and so i'm like the grumpy old man who's like not my Simon Belmont. Yelling, old man yelling at a cloud. Also, Brian, I'm sorry. I just realized I totally skipped you. So you're up next. It's That's okay right. because he doesn't have a whole lot to talk about. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't have much to say. Um, I did watch Horror at the Cecil Hotel. What's that? It's on Amazon Prime. It's just a three-episode uh, mini docuseries. I don't know if it's on Amazon Prime or if it's on the ID channel because I subscribe to that too. Is it about H.H. But... H. Holmes or what is it? No, so the Cecil Hotel is this famous hotel in Los Angeles. Um, uh, probably the most famous story with it is the Elisa Lamb story, where that girl like just went missing. Her, and then they found her body in the, the, the water? water yeah, yes. okay. And um, Richard Ramirez stayed there. Um, three episodes, three incredible episodes. And for like docuseries, like you watch like ID channels, they're pretty much like, you know, they don't put much effort into it uh, as far as like they'll, they'll tell the story fairly well. But like this setup, this setup for all three episodes was so well done. I don't know why they put so much effort into it. Like I was blown away at like there's twists and turns that you don't expect in like a true crime docuseries like that. Um, the only one that I probably enjoyed the least was Elisa Lamb because I kind of knew most of it. 
Um, but the the first episode and the, the last episode, I had no idea about. And they're just like, they're jaw dropping um, when it kind of gets to the turning point. So I would suggest anybody watch it. You can watch it in a night. I mean, they're like 45 minutes to an hour long episodes. Um, very good, though. All right. Well, Brian, you have something to add possibly to my next thing on my list. Um, while I was visiting Brian, we watched the newest episode of Into the Dark, the um, the monthly anthology series from Blumhouse, uh, mm-hmm. which is basically just feature length movies. Uh, so we watched the Thanksgiving episode Flesh and Blood, which was a, a pretty fun little movie. Like I again, I Brian described it pretty well as like instantly forgettable, but fun. And like, that's kind of how I feel about it. I can't remember too much, but we had a good time watching it. <laughs> yeah, no, I enjoy I enjoyed that and the first you still have to watch the first episode, but the first episode the body, I think that you two would probably enjoy a little more cuz it's We've talked about that, right? More horror comedy. Is, um, is that is seen... that um it's the guy from Ash versus Evil Dead, right? It could be. Like uh, I said, very forgettable. Yeah, I yeah, can't yeah, remember yeah. what anyone looks um, like. Pretty positive that that's that I I well, I know that Shockley's talked at at length about uh <laughs> into the dark so um and they talked a bit about that and i'm pretty positive that's the guy who plays ray santiago he plays pablo yeah oh yes yes oh i was thinking of the hitman yes it is pablo pablo is absolutely in this god i don't (laughs) know why i i I drew a blank but yeah i mean the whole premise for the movie is a hitman is trying to transport his victim and everyone thinks it's a just a hollow part of a great halloween costume yeah. So it's like fucking bonkers. You know, it's like just like a more of a comedy. Um, it's very weird to see Pablo play a cool guy. He probably shouldn't <laughs> do that ever again. You know, it would be like if Michael Sarah was like the cool guy in this movie. It you just mean using revolt? <laughs> but, he, but he's but he's a not cool guy playing a cool you know what I mean? Like That's he's true. yeah, he's a not cool guy whose alter ego is a cool guy. Yeah. So that I'll allow. I liked the concept of flesh and blood. And and so flesh and blood is about a girl who's agoraphobic and she begins to suspect that her father could be a serial killer. Um, but she has, she's unable to leave the house because of her disease. So it's like a very tense concept. Um, but yeah, it's good. It's a good fun time. Yeah. I'm excited for the next one. All right. Uh, we'll go to Scott again. Okay. I fucked up the, the lineup, but it's fine. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to just touch on both of these real quick. Um, the first one I watched last month, but I forgot and I had to add it to my list and mention it now. And the other one I watched two days ago. And um, these are both possible future watches. So I don't want to say anything about them. I just want to put the bug in your brains about them. So Night Angel from, I want to say, 92. Okay. Uh, maybe it's... Uh, full moon i'm not sure it's it's uh it's pretty pretty deep cut whatever it is and um it's not great but it's got some bombastic parts that i think we could talk about it's like a succubus kind of movie but it's it's fun i mean it's 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 a schlocky b horror movie kind of sexy but yeah uh and then i watched mind warp for the first time and that's a bruce gamble flick and i had no idea what amazing (laughs) i i've wanted to watch mind warp for years and then 
it's on Amazon Prime. And so I'm like, hell yeah, I'll watch that for free. I'll watch that on Megan's Dime. You know, because yeah, right? she's like, I pay for Shutter. She pays for Hulu, Amazon Prime, and um, and Netflix. And so I always feel like when I watch horror or weird sci-fi without her on any of those platforms that I'm like stealing from her. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, both of them are prospective 2019, probably 2020. Horror movie night uh, picks because I I might need a little I might need a little uh, break before I go back to them. <laughs> nice, nice. All right, uh, so I'm gonna do two as well because I have nothing to say about the one, but the other one's gonna probably bleed into one of Brian's. So I'll just knock them both out. Uh, so I watched, I would say rewatch, but I don't remember anything about this movie really. So I watched for the first time in many many years. Uh, the Ray Harryhausen film Mysterious Island, which, like a lot of Ray Harryhausen films, is fairly boring until the claymation what? creatures come out. And is then Ray Harryhausen the guy that did like Clash of the Titans? Clash of the Titans okay. and Jason the Argonauts and all that stuff. So yeah, it's a group of people uh, end up on a on a mysterious island where there's like giant <laughs> chickens and all types of crazy what? claymation effects. What year is it? like 66 or something like that. It's an old sixties film. I used to love these claymation movies, yeah. but I don't remember much about this one. And yeah, like Jason, the Argonauts, I love from start to finish, but most of the other movies, if there's not a claymation creature on the screen, I'm kind of losing my interest. <laughs> yeah. And this is about the same. Uh, but also right before I boarded my plane to come home, uh, Brian, Jade and I rented mom and dad on oh okay don't tell me anything because i'm watching it for our uh, uh next month's um uh roundup i have it on my list it's it's a lot of fun i mean it's nicholas cage turned up to a thousand but man is it not fun and the best gift is that it's like 80 minutes long oh, like yes. oh very thank god quick. it gets in there it gets to its premise pretty quickly it's basically sell um but it's so like, wait, King. The, okay, like, I, I, I wasn't yeah. sure if you were talking the Jennifer Lopez one or not. Yeah, no, 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 it's basically like the Stephen King book sell to a certain extent. Uh, but yeah, it's it's fun. It's not that gory. I wanted to say it's gory, but it's more just like a lot of ooh moments than like big blood spurts. Stubbed your toe kind of moments. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's it's fun. And again, Nicolas Cage is just so endearingly crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it's horrible. Um, you got anything to add on that one, Brian? No, not. I, I'm just gonna save everything for when Scott sees it, and we're just gonna have a little spoiler alert discussion. Well, that whole when we do our um, and we can talk about that roundup, we're gonna we're gonna it's it's gonna be so spoilery. Yeah, we're not gonna do a what do we watch this month for December. We're going to just do our end of the year wrap up instead. Mm -hmm. So be prepared. Um, all right, I Scott, you got anything else? I have one more. How am I? How do I keep getting skipped? Oh, <laughs> no! My skipping you with saying, "Do you have anything to add about Mom and Dad?" Because <laughs> you said I got nothing to talk about <laughs> before we hit record. Oh, I, I I have very little because you watch twenty movies a month and I watch four. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, you watched two seasons of uh, that TV Each show, and, yeah. yeah, and Sabrina. I can't help it if I have a heart. And it just sucks me into drama sometimes. Ugh. All right, just shut up and go on. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the first purge, not the first Ew. one, the last one, but called the first purge, the most recent one. 
Um, and I will say this. I understand why people like Fast and the Furious movies. Because The Purge is like the Fast and the Furious of horror. It's entertaining. It's not good. Um, the acting is terrible. The storyline sucks. Everything about it sucks. But it's like an hour and a half of entertainment. And I was entertained for it. And I will say that. And that's all I have to say about The First Purge. <laughs> of The newest Purge that's called The First Purge. Boom. Shitty, shitty prequel title. I will say that. Yeah. All right. Well, then I'll go. Uh, no. So, <laughs> so I mentioned this briefly on our Patreon episode, I believe. But I um, I watched Fantastic Beasts, the first one, not the second one yet. I'll probably see that this weekend. But yeah, Fantastic Beasts. I finally got around to watching it. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And we I, did we say that in Messenger or were we talking or texting? Were, I, can't remember, I but... think it's on the Patreon episode. You were like, it's my favorite. OK, yeah, yeah. Yep. And I said, no, I agree with that. So, okay, yeah, yeah, it's it's a delight. It's, it's very a hot charming. Take. It's fun. Yeah. Hot take. It's great. Anyway, so I have one last thing because I have other things that I watched this month technically, but they're all horror, sci-fi, and genre films from 2018. So I'm going to save them for next month. So the last non-horror thing that I have, the last thing I have to say is Megan forced me to watch another drama called The Big Sick. and Matt loves that movie, and I could have done without that two hours of drama in my life. Now, <laughs> when I say that Megan made me, she didn't make me. She's just such a comfortable person to snuggle with that I couldn't say no. And, like, there are parts when I'm starting to tear up, and I'm like, I'm going to get up. And she's like, just stay. And, like, one of the dogs is behind my legs on the couch, and we're curled up, and it's warm. And so I just stayed, you know. <laughs> I, it's not i didn't have the will to get up but yeah the big sick i would have loved to have never watched that again or i've never would have loved to have never watched that in the first place because i don't do dramas i, I hate dramas and although it's a very charming movie i don't want to feel those feelings i really liked it of I course you it. did yeah. it's like one of my favorite films of that year honestly was that that was this year right or was that 2017 that was 2017 really okay um but i also I think it helps that like I know I I've met Camille and Molly or mm. Emily, like the, like the real life ones. Yeah. Um, and they are just like the cutest, sweetest couple. So like being able to see the true story of how they met is like adorable as shit. So, <laughs> good. So yeah, they're, they're good people. They actually ran, um, they were the owners of uh, the meltdown in Los Angeles, which was a very famous, comic book shop comedy club that just recently closed last year uh, and they pretty much most of the big name comics that you might know today uh all got their start because of the two of them so it's it's really a, a cool thing that they got to do a movie about their lives um after helping so many people like find their potential so mm -hmm. it, i i love that movie for personal reasons and because i just think it's a good movie uh brian do you have anything to add or should i wrap it up real quick uh no i'll just throw in Haunting of Hill House, great show. Please watch it. I right. I don't have any interest in watching that because of the same thing. I don't want to feel feelings. <laughs> it, it, like it, everybody's it, telling me to watch that shit, and I'm like, I don't want to feel those feelings. <laughs> I don't think that the feelings are felt as much as people allude to feelings being felt. I will say, I don't that. know, man. That, that, listen, Doctor Seuss. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so last two things I watched and, uh, one of these Scott will have some 
small tidbits. And no, I won't. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. I thought you were going to say uh, so, I was going to make fun of you. Yeah. So uh, I watched Upgrade. Upgrade was fantastic. We'll talk about it more um, next, next month. month. But yeah, very good. Uh, gory as hell. I Loved didn't. It. I didn't love it, but I like it a lot. Uh, and well, then, so he, did you read a lot of um, cyberpunk when you were a kid? No, not at okay, all. So I read every piece I could get my hands on, and that's yeah, why see, I liked Upgrade. I like. I think the second act is incredible, and the first act is pretty good. I could care less about the third act. I think but, the third act was great, and I think the ending, while not what I was expecting – is actually a happy ending and we'll get to that next month. Yeah. Um, and then my favorite movie that I saw this month, uh, because I'm a big old softy that loves Christmas is the remake of the Grinch. I loved the new Grinch movie <laughs> that came out. I was, I, I, so here's the thing. A lot of people don't like the new Grinch movie because they feel like it doesn't have any bite. And I think that that's why I do like it is that they went in a different direction with the Grinch this time around, where he's not just this salty asshole who hates Christmas. Um, They went a different direction where he's a lonely guy suffering from depression, and seeing all of these people out there being happy makes him feel even worse about himself, so he wants to take it away so that he doesn't have to feel bad internally. And I think that that's a much more relatable story than just like this scroogey curmudgeon that's just trying to steal things from people. Uh, so I, I felt like it did a good job of hitting an emotional level, but also being really fucking funny because one of the who's is voiced by Keenan Thompson, who I just think is fucking hysterical all the time. So uh, it's good. I think it's very good. It's going to be a Christmas regular film in my household. So uh, yeah, that's it. So if we have nothing else to say, that is what did we watch this month? As we said earlier in the show, we will not be doing this for December. Uh, instead, we're going to be doing a year roundup of all of the best horror films that we saw in 2018. Uh, that was released in 2018. We watched a lot of horror movies in 2018. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it was just the ones that, we, that came out this year. <laughs> but uh, that's it. So we will be back in a, a couple days with another episode of Horror Movie Night. At maximum mediocrity, people say things like, I don't dress like this on the regular basis. This isn't my, you know, pooping uniform. This is not <laughs> <laughs> And they also say things like, the, the nurses are usually either angels of mercy or whores. Every episode is a new experience where you get to know people that aren't famous, but should be. Why am I facing Floyd Mayweather in the Woods. My co-host Morgan and I track down the people you didn't know you needed to hear from. It's like hot sex in a mug. We are the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast, and we are on all major podcasting platforms. We'll be waiting for you. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged, bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie. 
And we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. At maximum mediocrity, people say things like, I don't dress like this on a regular basis. This isn't my, you know, pooping uniform. This is not <laughs> <laughs> And they also say things like, the, the nurses are usually either angels of mercy or whores. Every episode is a new experience where you get to know people that aren't famous, but should be. Why am I facing Floyd Mayweather in the Woods. My co-host Morgan and I track down the people you didn't know you needed to hear from. It's like hot sex in a mug. We are the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast, and we are on all major podcasting platforms. We'll be waiting for you. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 